Hello, you're listening to the Up Spiral Leadership Podcast with your hosts, Poe Chu, Rebecca Breitling, and Sue Covelli-Buntley. This podcast is dedicated to helping leaders at all levels to think bigger, act bolder, and collaborate better in order to create positive change even when it's hard. Join us as we explore journeys toward a world where everyone is running to co-create a better future because they feel valued, inspired, and connected. Hello, welcome to the Upspiro Leadership Podcast. My name is Poe Chu, and I have the pleasure today to speak with our friend and colleague, Faith Hassel, whom we have the pleasure to meet through the Leadership Forum community at the Forum's 100th anniversary conference about three years ago. Faith currently serves as Lead Community and Customer Manager at National Grid. Uh, she's based in Boston right now, and she is a graduate of the State University of New York, uh, New Paltz, where she received her bachelor's degree in industrial and organizational psychology. And she also received her master's in HR management, human resources management from Georgetown University. I get to collaborate quite a bit with Faith this year, starting this year, because both Faith and I volunteer and serve as officers and board of directors for the Leadership Forum community, whose mission is to democratize leadership for all in our world. I find faith to be creative, always jumping in with great ideas and helping out with others. Working with faith made me realize that no matter how silly an idea I might have come up with, I will have her support and she will always rally behind me all the way. So I'm excited that we get to be on that journey together as part of the Leadership Forum community and also to have you be our guest today on our podcast. Faith, welcome. Thank you so much, Poe. It's a great pleasure and honor to be asked to be part of your podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I actually did not know. I mean, even though I know you for a couple of years, I did not know that you have an industrial and organizational psychology background and working human resources. I keep thinking, when I think about National Grid, it must, and, and, and knowing you, because you work in the marketing space, right, as an officer for the leadership forum community, I keep thinking you have a marketing background. So tell me a little bit more how, I mean, do you still do some work in HR or with IO? Because that's my background. So I, that's why I'm a little bit surprised because I came from a background in organizational psychology. So I don't do any HR at the moment. I did get my bachelor's and master's and I had started at National Grid in human resources. I worked there for two and a half, three years. But one of the most important things about, you know, being in HR and and, and really any support function is really trying to understand the business. So when this opportunity came up to be in community relations and kind of working with mayors, town managers, city councilors, and having more insight into the business and working with the business supervisors on the gas and electric side of the business, I jumped at the opportunity because I thought it it was a great development opportunity and I really did want to know how our business operated and how do we, our slogan is bring energy to life. So how do we get gas and electric safely, reliably and affordably to all of our customers? So I, I jumped at that opportunity and I haven't gone back to HR, um, but maybe, maybe one day in the future. Yeah, I know. And I, I agree too. Like, I feel like everything that we learn in industrial organizational psychology could really apply to any field because we, you know, because to your point, you interact with the, your, the community, you probably have internal colleagues that you work with. And I feel like a lot of the leadership principles and group dynamics, you know, 
um, theories that we learn um, in, in IO and, and of course assessments too, right? Um, I feel like it's, it's really helpful. And I, I, I love hearing about your job too, because I feel like um, what you do really represent a good intersection between the corporate world, right? And community outreach. You know, you being an advocate, or you being someone who just like to jump in and offer support and help for others, because I see that through your through working with you at the leadership forum. So that's how I know that you have this passion for like driving change, for like really making a difference in this world, and that's why you're you're so passionate about the work that you do at the forum. So I was just wondering if you you could talk a little bit about where did you like I guess your perspective about change in general, like why do you think it's important and what have you been, you know, besides the forum, like what, how else have you drive change or least change in the lives of others and maybe for yourself even throughout your career, if you could highlight a story, that would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, I think change is incredibly important. I mean, we're here today via online platform you know, recording a podcast and 20, 30 years ago, this wasn't even a thought, right? So, you know, it has enabled us to connect with people all over the world. Yeah, I mean, change has just, just continues to fuel a better life, right? And, you know, better impact, more meaningful impact. It creates connection and community. So I think change is crucial to you know, us just living here on earth. <laughs> I think a story that really highlights my journey of change and, you know, I, why change is important to me, something that you may not know about me, but I have been a handbell choir ringer since the fourth grade, <laughs> since I was 10 years old. And so I used to uh, ring handbells and, and I still do. We're going to get started soon again after COVID. But so for those of you that don't know, hand, a handbell choir is, you know, just usually you send them in churches, but there are like non-denominational choirs that are play secular music. I mean, you can Google them and they're all around, but you kind of, everybody gets one or two bells. Mm-hmm. You just ring them in a series of, in an order, you usually are reading piano music and um, you create a song by ringing bells. <laughs> That's so cool. I've never heard that. <laughs> it's quite cool. <laughs> you can, can buy a my- demo for us at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you my, my choir's video of us playing. Also, if it's public um, video, if we could share that with our listeners, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So I had started ringing in the fourth grade and I, I just loved being a ringer. It's one of my fondest memories in life. And so I went to high school. My high school didn't have handball choir and it was coming to senior year and senior year, we have to do 20 hours of volunteering in order to graduate. So I was like, let's start a handball choir. <laughs> My school did not have handbells. They didn't have like That's the two awesome. of handbells that we needed. And we didn't have anybody else to play. So I collected all of my girlfriends and asked them, do you want to do this senior project with me? We petitioned the, the board, the school board to buy us handbell. Uh-huh. They, they bought us handbells and we went around for several months. One, we rehearsed for several months and then we went around to local 
nursing homes. We went to libraries. We went to like a retired convent for nuns. And we rang all of these bells for all of our listeners. And, you know, I was very lucky that my school had a phenomenal music program. And I had been part of the music program for all of my years in high school. But I think for me, what was so, what I loved so much about handbell choirs and what I still love about them, it really shows how important teamwork is, right? If one person is missing from your choir, you can still play your song, but you're gonna, you couldn't be missing two crucial uh, tones that you need in order to make the song happen, right? Like if we all think of the Jaws song, do, 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 right? Two notes. If one person is missing and only one person is there to ring the one bell, what happens, right? I mean, they could ring the other bell and step in and in the absence of their team member, but if they didn't, we wouldn't hear the song. <laughs> so for me, I think, you know, creating that bell choir, which is actually all these years later, 10 plus years later, still going at my high school. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, really was the start of my journey for, you know, creating change and creating change on a very small level. I, I have spoken to some friends about this podcast and I expressed how nervous I was to be on this podcast because I've listened to, to your, your other recordings. And believe me, I'm more nervous than you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be nervous together, which is awesome. I think it's great. <laughs> But it was intimidating because we have Joel with democratizing leadership. We have Katleho creating a university in Africa. And like the only examples that I could think of was creating my little handbell choir, but it's still going, right? Yeah, and I actually thought that that is a beautiful story because, you know, a lot of times when we think about leadership, we think about, oh, change, we need to something like huge in order for it to qualify uh, it being a positive impact. Of course, there are a lot of us doing that out there. Like you mentioned, Ketleho running a university in Africa, Joel, you know, leading us through the leadership forum community and beyond. But I know though that at the same time, um, and I especially love this um, uh, TED talk that that uh, we we keep referring to by this by uh, Drew Dudley. Uh, I think it's titled Everyday Leadership, and I felt like you definitely. Like, I feel like, and you're, you're so early in your career also, and you're doing so much, so many amazing things already through National Grid, you know, in your role as your, as um, a community um, connection, right? Um, and also you're volunteering for the leadership forum. And even the example that you just shared, I mean, sometimes I feel like, um, as Drew Dudley shared with us in his TED Talk, there are everyday smaller acts of leadership that, sometimes really make us the leader that we are. And I feel like you embody a lot of that too, Faith. I feel like you really should give yourself credit because the fact that you said that the hands bell choir is still in your high school, think about the ripple effect. Think about, because that opportunity that you created might have actually changed a lot of people's lives and you might not even know it, it's happening. So that's, what, that's one of the things that I really love about you because you're so humble. Like you are doing so much for the community. You're doing through your job and through your volunteer work. 
And that's why we want to talk to you. Like, that's why we want to highlight you and, and, and all the good things that you're doing. So please, like, seriously, I, I, the honor is ours. And I'm sure our, our listeners can really relate to what you're sharing, because I do feel that um, a lot of times, we're all leaders and we don't recognize it in ourselves. And, and I feel like, you know, the story that you're sharing is really going to empower a lot of us to, to, to know that, you know what, like it's, I am a leader and, and I am making a difference in this world and it might be a big change. It might be a little change, but again, the ripple effect is tremendous. Yeah. I would love to talk to someone from your high school now, like, you know, maybe people who are from that, that's, you You see, you already helped us because now I know who my next podcast guest should be. It's maybe talk to you and your handball crier together. How about that? <laughs> How about it? I mean, you're, you're so right, Poe. I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of getting notes from some of the members in the handball choir once they've graduated and how much they've enjoyed having the handball choir. So when I get those notes, you know, we've been able to create a scholarship fund. Wow. So every year a senior will get recognized and they'll be given a scholarship for college or whatever they might need as their next step. And to think that we started it with, I think it was seven or eight girls and now it's 15 plus young men and women you know, they've bought more octaves, they've bought additional things to support with like chimes and everything. And they play such awesome, awesome songs, right? And to think that all of these years later, 10 plus years later, it's still going. And, you know, there's still interest, deep interest, because they, they fill all of the slots. And some of the kids only get to have one bell instead of two, because they have so much interest. So it's, it is wonderful to see. And um, not to like toot my own horn, but I did. I also started a handball choir in college as well because wow. I, just, I just miss playing handball. <laughs> so pretty much anywhere I go, I start one. I'm lucky now that my my local church has a handball choir, so um, I ring with, with with my church. So yeah, I can hear the passion in your voice, and I know our audience members cannot see you, but you you just have this bright, thick smile on your face when you talk about handball choir and I think it's amazing it's something that you're good at it's something that you're passionate about and you're spreading it you're planting the seed for a movement who knows you know more more people are benefiting from it and I, I, I think it's it's and and music who doesn't want more music in our lives I feel like that's music is also something that connects us all together so I think what you've done is really amazing you yes please thank you so much for sharing it with us Thank you. Yeah. So along the way, I'm just really curious. It sounds like you had to go through quite a bit, like in your example, like to um, get approval, you know, like you have to petition and all that. And and I can also imagine, you know, the challenges that you face in your current job, right? Kind of connecting the community and the company and, and, and trying to really um, serve both at the same time that, and, and benefit the world. How do you like what challenges can you talk about that you have encountered um, that really teach you great lessons about life or about leadership or about what it takes to drive change? I think for me, some of the challenges are very internal, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you don't recognize that you're a leader. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. Um, 
you know, we're very quick to find our own flaws, but we're very, it's very easy to talk somebody else up and point out all of the great things that they are. And my best friend and I were just talking about this last night. Um, so I think for me, you know, I, you know, we've, we've talked before, you know, challenging my own thinking, limiting beliefs, you know, I think those are some of the biggest things that can hold leaders back are just our own internal thoughts and recognizing that it's okay to, you know, tell those thoughts to like get lost, right? To not believe them, to recognize and have people like you, Poli, that, you know, remind you of those good things that you're doing and remind you of your strength and to kind of like sink into those and lean into those experiences. Um, I think for me, I, I look up to other leaders and I look up to other, uh, you know, groups and I try to identify the things that could really apply to me and help move me along as a leader. Um, so I think specifically for the handball choir, I looked back on my fourth grade band teacher, Mr. Strange. He was a wonderful music teacher and he, you know, had us all ringing bells together and, you know, we rang them on our lunch period in fourth grade and, and then we would perform them, perform the songs, right? So I looked up to him and his enthusiasm that he had and how encouraging he was to us. And when I went into creating my own handbell choirs, like I wanted everybody to have the experience I had and I wanted everybody to fall in love with ringing like I had, which, you know, is not always the case. Not everybody is going to love everything you love, but I at least wanted to give them the experience that really made me want to continue this and want to things that I wanted to carry on. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, that really resonates with me because experience I know you use the word experience but I feel like in a way by way of giving people experiences you're also giving them an opportunity an opportunity to try something they've never experienced before something they've never done before something they might never even have heard of before and that opened up new doors for people right they they the choice is still up to us right to pursue it or not but the fact that I, I just love the way the way you said it was just beautiful how you know, you're creating experiences and, and in a way, you know, they get to experience new opportunity, new things. And, you know, who knows what that, what new paths will then open up for them, you know, new relationship, new connection. So I, I think that is, um, that's really incredible what you just share. Um, and I think that that's important for all of us, no matter where we are in our life journey, leadership journey, whether we're early career or, you know, like mid-career or later career, I feel like um, everybody deserves, you know, ex new experiences and new opportunities. And so I feel like the world needs more people like you who think the way you do, you know, that, you know, and that's, that, and that's how you serve and, and that's beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Chloe. Yeah. And I think one of the things because I had never led anything before, right? So I felt mm -hmm. significant limiting beliefs because yeah. I hadn't really- We all have that. that, 
But yeah. we all have that. I mean, even, you know, just the other day I was watching with my kids um, the new Disney movie, Luca. Ooh. And at first I didn't get it, um, but Alberto was one of the boys. Um, so there, I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone who haven't watched it. Um, but um, he kept saying something about um, Ciencio, is it that in silence, right? Ciencio Bruno. And at first I didn't get it, but it turns out Bruno is that voice in his head. So he, and he found a way to overcome that by telling himself, like kind of like quiet down, like, you know, so, and, and I was like, oh, that's, that's the upside. <laughs> that's what we teach at Upside Leadership um, is how do you do that? We set like recognizing that inner dialogue, which you're saying you do, right? And we all have, we all do that. Like we all have those inner dialogues. I, I once heard someone said that um, I can't, I forgot where I heard that, but like telling our brain to like quiet down is almost like telling our heart to stop beating because our brain will just have those inner dialogues. So that's just natural. That's who we are. But recognizing to your point, those inner dialogues can really hold us back, you know, and limit us and then kind of challenging us to really think bigger is really going to help, help us, you know, I, I guess show up better. Right. Uh, you know, um, so I, yeah, that, that's, and I feel like, you know, I, that's why I said in my opening, you know, I felt like you did that for me because I remember when I came up with that crazy idea, you know, and you're like, no, go for it. But, but which is amazing because you also mentioned, I felt like there's some similarity here because I went to you for support and you were just talking, you said you just talked to a friend about that yesterday. And sometimes I feel like in the, in the world where, you know, we're all going to have those inner dialogues and sometimes just having a friend or a colleague you know, who can help us like say, hey, it's not like that. Like it, it, it doesn't, you don't have to think that way. That's limiting, that's below the line, whatever that language may be, really helps all of us move along. So I just, I just love that you mentioned all those examples because um, I feel like those are just great advice for all of us because um, we all have those inner dialogues, believe me. <laughs> and I would just say, boy, am I glad that I took the chance you know, was I the perfect leader? Absolutely not. Like if I look back on that experience, would I do things differently? Of course, but I can look back on it and be like, wow, like I created a handbell choir, right? We, eight of us yeah. were able to graduate, we volunteered, we gave back to our community, we performed for all of these people that maybe had never heard bells before. And so like for those listening, I would just say, you know, take that step, you know, whether or not you hear that voice that's talking down to you, like Poe is saying, change, change the dialogue in your head and like do that up spiral exactly what you guys do and you will foster and you encourage people to do and take a leap of faith, you know, give it a chance. And I love I, that. I'm so grateful that. I was, I had family backing me, my mom, my dad, my brother, they all played a crucial role in this bell choir. My brother transcribed music for our bell choir to play. My dad drove with me to Pennsylvania to pick up the handbells and <laughs> mom that were at all of my performances, right? So yeah. collective leadership. That's what we, that's, that's what the world needs. Yeah. <laughs> great story. Great story. Well, are you ready to move into the lightning round? I, I know I, I, I'm so glad that I get to um, interview you today. This is so awesome. Um, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I, I have a couple more questions for you. And then we'll um, wrap up our conversation with our final segment of um, 
mindset reset. How about that? Okay, so um, first question is for you. Are you ready? Yes. What leadership trait does the world need most? I would have to say love. I mm. think for me, there are so many things that create love and love is so many things. I'm a religious person, so mm-hmm. love is patient and it's kind and it's slow to anger. And I think, I think if you lead with love, that will be able to change the world. That's amazing. Lead with love. Thank you. My second question for you is, who do you know that best models this trait and why? I, I have been very lucky that I've had some great bosses, mentors, of course, spiritual leaders and who mm-hmm. I love my faith, um, who have led with love. I think the first person that always comes to mind is one of my dear friends, my mentor who I met at my company and she's become a great friend of mine. Um, So I would say she is the first person. She always is patient. She always is kind. Um, She always lends a hand. She's always slow to anger. And she, she just embodies all of the things that love truly is. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes, I, I sometimes feel like, um, you know, if you focus on love, you will see love, you will find love. And I feel like when you say you, you're very lucky, you, you get a lot of good role models. Sometimes I feel like probably it's because you are leading with love and, and that's why you're attracting that energy. Um, and and I, I, I do see that knowing you for a couple of years now. So that's, that's great. Next question, what do you believe that almost no one else believes? So this is a tough question. <laughs> I have two answers. I have a funny answer and I have a serious Yeah, go for it. So my, my one answer is I have a water bottle that all of my friends say is purple. It is 100% blue. So for some reason, we differ on how our brains process color, but it is definitely blue. Although all of my friends say it's purple. Okay. So that's one thing. I'm gonna see that water bottle. <laughs> I think it's purple. Man. <laughs> I see purple. Nobody. Uh, so yeah, nobody else believes me, but it's blue. All the listeners that can't see okay. it. Okay. <laughs> For me, a, a more serious answer would be that you know the smallest thing can really change leadership and just starting with something that you're passionate with you know can grow and create community which creates leadership and I think as long as you take that leap of faith and you might have to step outside your comfort zone you know there's an everyday opportunity like you were saying probably everyday leadership and if you just seize those moments that are presented to you and start with something as, as small as it can be, right? Um, you, will, you will see yourself grow as a leader and you'll see that you are making meaningful change happen. Love that, thank you. What's the wildest idea you've ever shared with others is my next question for you. Besides the water bottle being <laughs> blue, which I see as purple. <laughs> I would say that going along the lines with my handbell choir, seems like everything just goes around this handbell choir idea. 
I want this to be a team building activity. I want to go around the world with handbell cases in hand and bring it to leaders and leadership groups because, you know, there are going to be times where you have to step in and ring a bell for somebody else. And there are times in your leadership career where you're going to have to step in and help somebody out. But there are also times when like you are going to have to show up for your role and you are going to have to be there for everybody else on the team in order to be one cohesive song and one cohesive leadership team. So I think my wildest idea is that I would love to bring this to Congress and to like our country's Congress and just like have them come together and play music together, whether it be Twinkle Twinkle Little Stars, you know, America the Beautiful, we can pick Uh any simple song. America the Beautiful is probably not that simple to play, but Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, right? And start there and like pull people out and show how like if one person doesn't show up to the conversation Mm. how does something quickly fall apart or how does it put additional pressure and stress on somebody else to have to step in and Mm. take your place and you know I don't know so that's my craziest idea more to come wow I think it's brilliant (laughs) yes it's not crazy at all I love it I love it I love it I feel like we need to partner with you on that because we do a lot of leadership experiences and I, I just love the metaphor you know because it sounds like bell choir a handbell choir requires everyone to play a part in any like any orchestra almost like any missing song or missing instrument would really almost you know destroy the piece right and it's just not the same anymore and I love I love that metaphor and I, I feel like that's a yeah if people can experience it that way and and realize the impact that we each have uh, in our world. That, that's, uh, that's wonderful. I love the idea. Let's talk after the podcast. One more question here for you. Um, final lightning round question. What is your biggest wish for the world right now? So I went on a retreat a few weekends ago and one of the priests that was talking had talked about friendship. And I think what the world needs most right now is true deep friendship. Um, you know, seeing past differences. I think true friendship is that we're not 100% the same. We are going to have differences, but you are there for the long haul. You are there because you are deeply connected to this person and you want to show up for them. Um, So I think, in my opinion, what the world needs right now is true friendship. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I feel like of Spiral Leadership is definitely honored to have you as a, as a friend and colleague. So thank you. I think that's really, that's really great. So, okay, final round. I feel like I don't want to end with you because this is so fun. I, this is so much fun. I feel like I learned so much um, about you, you know, and now I know what Handbell Choir is, but I also feel like, um, yes, I, I, I can really um, genuinely um, appreciate the impact that you want to have on this world and you just you're just beautiful I just really love it thank you so much um help us do this mindset reset this is our final segment we always do this with our um guests um on our podcast um and as you know um at the core of our business is what we call the up spiral leader mindset and so this is where we um teach our leaders teach leaders to think bigger about uh turning limiting beliefs into possibilities for more collective success. And so 
to wrap up our podcast and to send us off on a high note, uh, we want to share one limiting belief with you and ask you to help us replace it with a more empowering belief that would produce better results. And so the limiting belief I would like for you to consider is conflict is scary and holds us back from progress. How would you reset that for us? I would say that conflict opens the door to deep and meaningful conversations that can fuel great change. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And this match what you said earlier a little bit too. Like it's funny, I didn't I didn't expect this, but when we were talking about you creating experiences for people and how I interpret it as opportunities and how that opened doors. But I love how you link it to the dialogue, uh, meaningful conversations, because that is true. I, that is so true. Um, bringing people together and, and creating new possibilities to fuel positive change. Um, that's, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sage, I mean, so I'm so honored. I mean, I love I, I feel I took a lot away from our conversation today. I love your message about taking the chance, just jump in, take the chance. I love lead with love. Um, I feel like we all need a dose of love nowadays. Um, so if we could all lead with love, imagine how, how our world will be positively uh, influenced and, and just so different. And you, again, remind us that um, we can all be everyday leaders. Um, and I love how you remind us that, you know, we can make big changes in our in, in our lives and, and, and in other people's lives, but it, 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 it needs to sometimes just start small and, and create that positive ripple. So um, Faith, thank you so much for being here with us today. And I have to say, I do want to schedule that next podcast with you with the well, Handel uh, Choir from your high school. I would love to hear from them and, and talk a little bit more about their experiences. So our listeners, please stay tuned, okay? We'll welcome Faith back again soon. Thank you, Faith. Thank you, Poe, and thank you for all the great work that you're doing and you know making meaningful change happen in our leaders. Great work um, that everybody at, at uh, Upspiral does, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, again, true collective leadership. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Upspiral Leadership. If you enjoyed this show and want to join us in co-creating change, please email us at upspiralleadership at gmail.com. You can also support the show by leaving us a like and review on Apple Podcasts or by sharing this episode with your friends and colleagues. Thanks again and stay inspired.